Are you ready to hustle? Welcome to The Hustle with Justin Harrison, the ultimate podcast for money, motivation, and inspiration. In this season of The Hustle, we are focusing on small businesses and small business development. And today, I've got Alex with me from a company called Pool Easy with his burning questions about business growth and expansion. So Alex, tell us a little bit about your business quickly and then... Let's get into your first question. How's it going, Justin? Thanks for having me here. So, I'm Alex. I own a pool business called Pool Easy. We're situated in and around the Durban areas. My first question is, how do I deal with customers that just don't want to pay? Or they pay you, but they don't pay you in full. And I don't get why people would make you do a job and then not want to pay you in full on time. Okay, so it's a really good question. and And there's a couple of things that you need to focus on in order to fix this problem. But also we have to self reflect on why the problem is there in the first place. So the first thing to understand is a customer that doesn't pay is not a customer. A customer pays. A customer puts money in your bank account. And you have to understand that somebody who's not paying you should not be considered a customer. So that's the first thing to understand. The second thing to understand is how do you go and turn the situation around when you've got a lot of customers who are not paying you, right? So the first thing to understand is that business is about money in and money out. And if you're not making sure you're getting the money in, you're going to have a big problem because you're going to have more money going out. So you have a responsibility in terms of running a business to make sure that your clients pay you on time. Now, there's a couple of things you can do to help the process along. A lot of small businesses that are, especially in the service industry, uh, small businesses helping homeowners, for example, providing services to homeowners, often have a very similar stumbling box. So the first thing to understand is that you need to be very clear with the customers. Anytime you take on a new customer, be very clear about your terms of payment. Make sure they understand your terms of payment and tell them that, especially if it's a new customer, that you're potentially going to call for a deposit up front until the relationship is established. This means you might do away with some potential customers, but understand something. If they weren't going to pay you, they're not going to be a customer in any case. So the point is to try and eliminate the people who are not going to pay. The second thing is to make it as frictionless as possible for people to pay you. And this is something a lot of small businesses aren't focusing on enough. So, you know, instead of going and doing a job and then invoicing after the fact when you get home, you should have a system on your phone, on an iPad, whilst you're out at the customer that you can immediately send an invoice. In addition to this, I would also recommend having some kind of ability for the customers to pay you upfront when you do the job. So here's some of the, the, the payment options you can look at. You could look at a credit card payment processor that allows you to process payments out in the field. You could, for example, do instant EFTs. You could also, most banks are now supporting uh, Swift Pay or QR payments. And you should basically make sure that before you leave the customer's premises that you're getting paid. Now, yes, this is going to create friction. Yes, you are going to irritate the hell out of some customers. But those are the customers who are probably going to give you the biggest issues. Customers who are genuinely happy to pay and genuinely are going to be using your service and paying for those services won't have any problem paying up front. And you just need to be clear and transparent with people. Say, I'm a small business. I get a lot of non-payments. I have to make sure that until we establish the relationship and you know me as a provider and I know you as a client, that payments have to flow quickly. And, you know, of course, the other thing you want to avoid is giving customers terms. Because the thing you need to understand is a small business, you're not a bank. You're not there to finance customers. And if you don't get paid, then essentially you're becoming a bank to the customer. And that's a big problem. I do ask for a deposit mostly up front. I've been asking for a 70% deposit. 
covers the materials and then I still have to pay out of my own money to supply materials for jobs that need to be done. But uh, to try to get people to understand that they will pay you a 70% deposit, it's just it's kind of tough because a lot of people have been taken for a ride. A lot of people have paid people money and people haven't pitched back up. Well, that brings me to my next point. It is very, very important to establish credibility with the client. So it is important that you make sure that you have a list of references, people that you've done work for previously, people that they can call and confirm that you're a reputable business. Make sure you have your company documents available. Make sure you present yourself as professionally as possible. And understand that in this process, you are going to lose some customers. But again, they're only customers if they pay you. So this is not just about taking on every single job you can. This is about making sure you take on jobs that are actually going to pay. Because in the long run, you're going to lose money. And coming back to the point of paying for deposits that are going to cover materials, you need to be very sure that when you're doing any jobs where there's material involved, you need to have progress draws. So the customer needs to have, you know, maybe a schedule of two or three payments that set up a deposit. Maybe that leaves 30% and you split the 30% into two final payments, 15% and 15%. But you have to become obsessed about getting paid. If you don't get paid, you're not running a business. You're running a charity. It is absolutely vital that you get paid. And so you need, to, you need to make sure that it's frictionless, have as many payment options as possible for the client, make sure that you invoice on the spot immediately, make sure you quote on the spot immediately, and don't do what every other contractor does, which is go back to the office to do invoicing and to do quoting. Do it on the spot with the client and make sure the client's received it there and then. And when it comes to payments, make sure you get the payments before you leave. And unfortunately, this is what you have to do in this day and age. Otherwise, you will not be running a business. What is the next question that you've got? I just feel like I stressed myself out a lot over running my business, not just uh, with regards to payment, but also people, once they've paid you, so say, for instance, I run maintenance where I, I charge a customer a certain amount every month and I go out to their premises once a week, four times a month, and uh, I look after their pool. A lot of customers feel that if they're paying you every month, that certain amount, let's just say it's 600 rand a month, I'm coming to your house once a week. I mean, I clearly state in my contract that nothing additional that's needed for their pool, I would provide. That comes on their part and they can be charged extra. So a lot of customers don't see why that's right. So they'll agree to it at first. Let's say a month in, the pool starts to go green now and, I, and they call me there three days before I'm supposed to be there for the notebook. And last week, Everything was good. A picture was sent to the client. The pool was blue. And I get there, and the pool's going green. And I say to him, hey, listen, we need to add about four kgs of this chemical into your pool because it rained on the weekend or just because that's how pools work. The chemical balance always changes. Every day, the pH goes up or it goes down. It's just how it works. A lot of customers don't feel the need to pay me that extra money, even though once I've charged them at the end of the month, let's say an extra 80 rand, they will still not pay me that money, even though they've signed the contract. And a lot of my clients that I've looked after pools for a long time, when I went back and looked at, at my bank, most of them haven't paid me that extra money just because they don't feel the need. And when I question them about it, then they want to tell me they're going to put me on Facebook because uh, I'm charging them too much money. So Alex, this is a very, very easy problem to solve. You need to make sure that for your monthly services, that you make it absolutely clear absolutely 100% clear that it is for services only. It does not include any other materials. And materials that are to be used during the course of the month, it will come down to either the client has to supply it or the client has to sign a quote and receipt of goods in order for you to proceed. 
So here's my point, right? You get out there in the third week, you suddenly discover that the pool needs maintenance, it needs some additional chemicals. You need to make sure that either the client supplies those chemicals, and if the client is unable to supply those chemicals, that the client agrees to you supplying the chemicals and the specific pricing. And the client needs to sign the quote, because once they sign the quote, that is a binding agreement between you and the client. And as difficult as this is, especially when you're taking care of people's homes, because often you'll find that the people aren't present, you'll find that they're at work, you can't get hold of them. You need to be absolutely clear before you get out on site that you have communication with the client. You need to constantly remind the clients. You need to send out constant reminders, letting them know that your your monthly rate is for services only, that they're more than welcome to supply their own chemicals. Otherwise, if there is chemicals needed and there is none present, the client is going to have to sign for them. This is the only way you can operate. And again, I come back to this point. If a client is not paying you, then it's not a client. It's not a customer. You need to move on. And so you need to very quickly weed out the bad customers. And you need to understand in every business, there are customers you're going to have to fire. And this is a concept that is foreign to most South African businesses because most South African businesses are so desperate for the business every single month that they take on everything and land up having a very large bad debt book because they're not collecting payments. Understand that first and foremost, the only customer is a customer who pays. And if you can't get your customers to pay, they're not a customer. And you need to make sure that your communication is clear. You need to make sure that you quote properly. You need to make sure that the customer signs the quote. And I would even go as far for customers who knew customers on the monthly service. Let them know that they're going to have to pay up front for the chemicals. If they don't pay up front, you can't provide the service. As tough as that sounds, rather have less customers who are paying you money than running around, spending petrol, spending time, putting in effort, only to find out that you're not going to get paid. Yeah, so that, that's what I've done recently. I've actually, let's say, fired about 25 customers that I look after their calls. Two, I'm spending my own money and I'm making not even 50 rand on a customer's call every month. So I've just decided that I'm just going to leave that in the past and um, start from afresh and um, just take it from there because, like you say, it's better to rather not have people that working for people that don't want to pay you. Always remember, a customer who doesn't pay is not a customer. A customer who doesn't pay is not a customer. South African businesses need to hear this. South African businesses need to understand that if they're not collecting money, that's not a customer and you have to cut them free. It's as simple as that. So Alex, let's move on to your third question. How do I gain more trust of my customers? I understand you say that uh, I'm going to use references, and I, which I do. I do use references. But a lot of the time, people don't want to take, most people don't want to take the time out to go and get hold of my references and uh, figure out whether I'm trustworthy or not. Another thing I was wondering was advertising is taking a real knock with COVID. And, uh, a lot of people are struggling. I just wanted to try and figure out how I can grow my business and gain people's trust at the same time. Okay, so I've got a couple of ideas for you, and I think this is applicable to pretty much every small business. And most small businesses do a really bad job at marketing. They do a really bad job at establishing the credibility factor, which is what you talk about, gaining trust. And you need to think outside of the box. You need to think about what your competitors are not doing. You need to think about what potential customers will pay attention to. So you need to understand first and foremost that the biggest thing about growing a business is that people do business with businesses they know and trust. If they don't know you, they can't trust you. So you need to get known first. So how do you get known? 
One of the biggest tips I give small businesses, you have to have social media. And forget about doing social media the way everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is putting up a post and saying, hi, this is my pool cleaning business and this is how much we charge per month. That's not what you want to do. You don't want to talk about your business at all. You want to showcase how you're cleaning pools. You want to showcase how you're building pools. You want to showcase some of the problems you see when you go and maintain pools. And simply creating short little posts out on social media. You should be doing it on TikTok. should be doing it on Facebook. should be doing it on Instagram. You should be doing it on Twitter. You should be doing it on every single platform. You should be looking to post out at least two to three pieces of content a day. And don't create content like a typical business. Create it for the user on the other end of the phone. Tell people how they can actually fix their pools. Tell people how they can get the chemical balance right. Tell people what they should be doing, right? And you'll be surprised how many of those people will ultimately convert into customers or will refer somebody to that that they know that need pool services. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would advise is that you need to figure out how to add an additional layer of credibility to what it is that you do. And I always say the best advertisement is to be on the job. If you're on the job, that is the best advertisement. So your vehicles need to be well branded. I would even suggest maybe having like a little banner or a flag that you put up outside of the property as you go in for a half an hour to service. Or if you're building a pool there, have a big sign up that says, you know, pool reconstruction in progress. This is about marketing. When you put out those boards, it's about saying, hey, I'm on the job. Somebody else has trusted me enough. And you will find that the neighbors will immediately start calling. And you've got to make it easy for them. You've got to have a telephone number, a website address, your social media. Make it frictionless for them. And then I'd go a step further. Figure out how you can package information and content that is very valuable to the to the end user, very valuable to the person who owns the pool. Maybe you do a maintenance booklet that you give away to all the houses for free. Go, it's going to cost you a little bit of printing costs. At the back of it, proudly brought by Alex and his pool company, right? Figure out how you can go and write articles for free for your local newspaper about pool maintenance. Every season we're heading into spring, these are some of the things that you're going to be facing in your pool. Offer to write the articles for free right? And in return, you're going to get exposure in the newspaper. I don't believe anybody should actually ever pay for marketing. I believe that marketing is something that every small business should be doing as part of their process of doing the job. And this is how you gain credibility because the more people know you, the more they can trust you. And the more you're out there, the more they know you. And the problem is the reason why people are not trusting you is because they don't know who you are in the first place. But if they know you, they're going to trust you. Yeah, that is some good points. Thank you, Justin. Absolute pleasure. So, Alex, my advice to you in taking this forward, I'm going to give you my three top three hit list items of this. Number one, make sure you look at your customers and understand who the good payers are. Look after them. Get rid of the bad payers. Understand that when you go into a new customer relationship, you need to establish a relationship on both ends, both in terms of you providing credible service and them paying you. And then the third thing is you've got to get out there and you've got to market, but don't do what every other company is doing. Don't go out there and buy advertising. Don't go and buy an ad in one of the local glossy magazines or papers or booklets. Figure out how to get in there for free by adding valuable content to their readership. Figure out how to add value to the homeowner. Print up some booklets, drop it off with people in person and say, hi, my name is Alex from such and such a company. I'm just handing this out to the local homeowners for free to help you guys figure out how to maintain your pools, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously you want to be handing it to homeowners that actually have pools in the first place. No point in just shotgun marketing and handing it to everybody. So those, those are my big tips for you. 
I really hope that you'll take them and implement them. And most importantly, this is about growing small businesses. So get out there, hustle hard and grow your business. If you found value from this episode of The Hustle, be sure to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button depending on your platform. And remember, hustle makes muscle. Stay motivated by The Hustle. Talkers talk, but hustlers hustle. Find more episodes at ecr.co.za or your favorite podcast app.